Welcome to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast, where you will learn how to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, finance, turn around and operate mobile home parks. And now, here is your host, the fifth largest mobile home park owner in the United States, Frank Rolf. Can you operate a car? If the answer is yes, then you can also operate a mobile home park. Because the same basic skills that you use and operate in every day your automobile are very similar to the systems that mobile home park owners use to operate effectively their mobile home park. When you drive a car, what do you do? Well, you have a series of gauges, right, on your dashboard. You have speed. You have engine temp. You have gas. You have RPM. You have your battery charging. You may have some additional gauges even beyond that. You may have oil pressure, many other items. You watch those gauges and those tell you what's going on. You also have GPS. So the GPS tells you exactly what you have to do, when to turn right, when to turn left. So all you have to worry about while driving that car is watching those gauges, watching that GPS and keeping that car in the lane and doing exactly what it tells you. And you will always end up at your destination happily. The same is completely true of operating mobile home parks. Today, we're going to be talking about three action steps to properly operating a mobile home park. The first gauge I want to talk about, because these three action steps are basically three gauges that are on your dashboard as the owner of a mobile home park. The first one, a big one, is collections. That's a very, very important gauge. Now, why would you think that would be so important? That might be even the biggest gauge you have on your instrument panel. And why would that be? Well, because in most cases, our industry is based on affordable housing. And when you deal in affordable housing, what does it mean? It means that people can often not afford to pay a lot of bills. And it's very, very important that you stay on the top of their list of who they pay each month. Now, the good news is it's, collections is a very important meter on almost anybody, any businesses operating manual. But the good news is in mobile home parks, our rents are so low that it's really impossible not to be able to afford to pay them. If you make minimum wage in the U.S., which is $7.25 an hour, you make roughly $15,000 a year, which gives you a total household income, assuming you are a single wage earner, of a little over $1,200 per month. And our typical lot rent in the U.S. is running around $280 a month. So clearly, there's no way you can hold a job and get paid minimum wage and not be able to happily and easily pay your lot rent. So then why doesn't it happen? Well, obviously, paying lot rent isn't fun. There's way more fun things you can do with $280 each month. It's a lot more fun to go to Chili's. My God, their burgers taste great. All kinds of things you can do that are a lot more fun than paying the rent. So as a result, you've got to ensure that people pay their rent like clockwork. And you need it not only for your own selfish reason that you need the rent to pay your bills and pay the mortgage, but we've also found over the last two decades that you really are not helping people out when you let them fall behind on their rent. There really is a tough love aspect to keeping people in their homes by making them pay their rent each month. One of the biggest disservices that many mom and pop owners do is by not enforcing the customer to pay each month, they allow them to build up large balances. And then when mom and pop lose their cool one day and file eviction on them, 
they're screwed. They simply don't have the money. They might have had the 280 each month to do something, but six months in and they haven't paid the $1,800 and they don't have that. You probably have read the articles that the average American, 70%, in fact, of all Americans do not have even $1,000 in the bank. So certainly your customers as the mobile home park owner are not going to have enough money to dig themselves out of the hole if you let them get several months in arrears. So collections is absolutely key. So what does the gauge tell you? What's the collections gauge look like on the mobile home park owner's dashboard? Basically, what you want to do is you want to track how much rent you have in each day of the month. And you want to compare that to how it was the month prior. And if you've owned it long enough, that same month a year prior. You want to watch for any signs that people are not paying the rent in the manner that they typically do. Now, a lot of your customers will get in certain patterns. Some people always pay early. So those rents will come in before even the first of the month. And the rent is due in most mobile home parks on the first, but is still considered on time if paid by the fifth. That's called the grace period. And other people will not pay on the first, but they will have it in there before the fifth. In fact, in the average mobile home park, roughly 80% have it in by the fifth. But others, what they're going to do is they're going to pay the late fee and pay you on the next pay cycle, which is typically the 15th. That's when they get their next paycheck. You're just wanting to watch and make sure that everyone is following their own certain pay cycles that they have established. Now, what happens if you start to see it going the wrong way? What if you typically collected in your mobile home park $12,000 by the fifth of the month, but this month you've only collected in $10,000? What does it mean? It means that possibly you are not following your no-pay, no-stay requirements. It's always a good sign that therein lies the problem that your manager is not actually giving people the demand letter, nor are they following your orders to file evictions. So the minute you see that gauge declining, you got to get on the phone with the manager immediately and say, hey, what's going on? Did you send out those demand letters? And what's a demand letter? It's a letter that you have to send out in most states that says that you're behind on your rent. And if you don't pay it by a certain number of days that you're going to file an eviction, it's kind of a warning letter, kind of the first round of tough love to remind the resident that even though it's much more fun going to Chili's that they have to pay the rent. However, sometimes the manager's drop their guard. They don't send those things out. Why? It's like a homework assignment. Plus, perhaps they've started enjoying the love of the residents and they have friends who say, oh, come on, don't let, let us be a little slack this month. Come on, man, it's near Christmas time. Not realizing people are going to get themselves in the hole. So when you see the collections begin to decline, you have to immediately step in and find out exactly what's going on. You would want to ask the manager to give you a copy of the rent roll designating the, where the status was on each person on their payment. If they've not paid, has the demand letter been sent? If the demand date has passed, has the evictions been filed? If the eviction has been filed in one, was the writ of possession filed? You've got to get a little more proactive. And often in a well-run park, it's not an issue because the collections look the same roughly each month. But you always have to watch that gauge. If you do not watch that gauge and let the manager run amok, and not do their job on collections, you can get in trouble real, real fast. And bear in mind, if you typically have a no-pay-no-stay policy and you drop your guard, even for one month, word will get around the entire mobile home park and nobody will continue to pay rent. Because why should they? The neighbors aren't paying, so why should they? So you've got to watch that collections gauge. Another important gauge on your mobile home park owner's dashboard 
this property condition. Now, this gauge has changed so dramatically over the last few years. When I got in the business over 20 years ago, what that meant was to make sure that property condition was looking good, you had to do one of two things. A, go drive the mobile home park yourself, which is a lot of time, depending on how far the park is from you, to spend to drive all the way out there just to drive through it and see what it's looking like. Another thing people would do is good old one-hour photo. They would have people take pictures. You remember one-hour photo, I hope. And they would send you that box camera, that disposable box camera, and you run down to one-hour photo and you'd print the photos and see what it looks like. But that really wasn't very good because you can take, and from the right angle, make almost anything look good. You can take that shot of the same great-looking mobile home from nine different directions, always trying hard not to capture the non-running car by getting the tree branch there and change the line of sight so you can't see the big rusted thing behind the mobile home, and it really didn't work. What we use today are HD videos, and they work fantastically well. We use a little camera called a Polaroid Cube, suction cup mount, put it on the roof of your car, aim it forward, turn it on, and have the manager drive the entire park with that little Polaroid Cube camera, taking a complete, beautiful HD video. Have them detach the card out of the camera, send you the card, you can download it, and it looks like you were there yourself driving the park. In fact, if you want to go one step further, you can actually get on TeamViewer with that manager, and you can both get in the car together and drive the mobile home park and comment as you go. So it has completely revolutionized the way that we maintain property condition, and much to the better. So today, even if you live 2,000 miles from your mobile home park, you can still know what it looks exactly like, as frequently as you'd like. Some people do HD videos monthly. Some people do them weekly. Some people do them quarterly. It depends on how comfortable you are in the manager and their abilities, as well as how, how your demographics of your park are and how much the customers attempt for pride of ownership on their part. That gauge is so much better today, thanks to HD video. So that's the second gauge I wanted to talk about. Now, this is the big gauge. This should be the most important. This is, in fact, the GPS on your car. And that's what we call budget actual difference, also known as the acronym BAD. It's a shame that budget actual difference when you take the first letter of each word and put them together says bad. It would have been nicer if it said good. But, you know, I guess it reminds you that if you don't monitor it, bad things can happen. So what does it mean? It means when you bought your mobile home park, you established, hopefully you established a budget on the front end. And every month that goes by, you have the actual numbers. You basically have one column of your budgeted numbers, one column of your actual numbers, and then the third column, which is difference, and that's the monetary gain or loss based on your actual numbers versus your budget. So what does it look like? Well, let's say that you budgeted each month on that mobile home park. It would bring in $16,000 of revenue, but this month it only brought in fifteen fifty. dollars So what does it mean? So you wanted $16,000, but you brought in $15,500. That means you're $500 short. So that would be a negative on the difference of $500. Let's say in another category on the water consumption, you budgeted it would cost $2,000 for the month, but it only came in at $1,700. So that's $300 better than what you thought in your budget. And so you take each line item, every single one from one end to the other of your entire P&L, and you look at each one and you figure out how did I fare based on my budget that I put in stone when they bought the property. And that difference is going to tell you where you're at. Now, 
you shouldn't spend a whole lot of time on the good things because the good things don't really matter. They can take care of themselves. You have to get chronically uptight about the things that are bad. If you budgeted $2,000 for water and the water bill came in at $2,500, what's going on? Well, you may have a leak in your system. You've got to find out anytime an actual is more than your budget, what the heck is going on and act on that immediately. The BAD, one of its strong points is it gives you complete visibility on proactively where to spend your time and effort because you've got to steer that thing back onto the budget. Now, if you have one month off, does that ruin the whole year? Not necessarily. You can perhaps better your position on other items. Possibly you can go instead of mowing it, let's say every week, the way it's raining right now, you can mow it a couple times every other week squeeze by, and that helps offset where you went wrong in some other category. But you've got to always be looking at those numbers and seeing where you are. Imagine driving the car without the GPS. Remember the old days when they had those roadside maps that you tried to, you know, balance them on your lap and you could never figure it out. And you'd almost have collisions trying to find out where you were on the map. It was a terrible way to get around America. But that's what we all had to do, right? Up until they brought out the new video manner to make it all happen. So if as long as I follow my GPS, I know I will end up at my destination. But if I don't have a budget actual difference system, I have no idea where I am in relation to where I'm trying to be. That was a very, very bad position to be in. So not having a budget when you buy the property is a catastrophe. Having a budget that you don't follow along with is an equal catastrophe Knowing how far you are off of where you're supposed to be is another catastrophe. So you simply have to get in the habit of producing a BAD report each month. Now, let's assume you own the park yourself. You have no other members on your team. It's just you. Do you still produce a formalized BAD report? The answer would be definitely you would. Think beyond yourself. Think like a consultant to yourself if it's just you, if you're a one-person team and have some kind of formalized meeting on a certain day of the month where you produce a report simply for your own sake and see exactly what's going on. Because it's all important that you always know exactly where you stand in relation to your budget. That is the GPS on your park purchase. Without that telling you where you are and how far off you are, you cannot make the necessary corrections to get back to your destination. As long as you have a system of budget actual difference, and a roadmap on the beginning of how to get to where you wanted to be with your acquisition, the great news is you'll always end up where you thought exactly you would be. And that I find to be very reassuring. I love looking at my GPS while I drive occasionally, even if it says next turn 80 miles down the interstate. I like to look at it and see when it says I'll be there, what time, to refresh my memory of when I'm supposed to turn. It's that kind of constant reassurance that makes life easy and low stress. And that's what the budget actual difference will do for you. It will allow you to go through your entire process of owning and operating the mobile home park in a very stress-free environment because you always know exactly where you stand and that you're exactly on the path you meant to be on. Again, this is Frank Roth with Mobile Home Park Mastery. Hope you enjoyed this fifth part of our five-part three action step series. And now, hopefully, you've got a little better idea of how to successfully operate mobile home parks. Again, it's not difficult as long as you know the gauges, 
watch the gauges and act on what they say. So again, thanks for being here. Hope you enjoyed our time together and talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. Be sure to visit us at mhpmastery.com to subscribe to the show, read our show transcriptions, and access all of our great information on mobile home park investing.